That was a nice, spooky time. Denny, thank you so much for coming over the other day, man. Watching Ghostbusters and uh, chatting about it with you was an absolute blast, brother. Thanks, man. I love talking Ghostbusters with you, and I love uh, that we're here podcasting again one day later. Uh, you know, it's the first time we've done a, uh, well, I guess it's not a doubleheader, uh, a back-to-backer. Yeah, I'd call it a back-to-backer. Uh, but Denny, like, you know, we're, we're kicking off spooky season. You know what I'd really like to watch with you, Denny? Oh, what? Let's go out and watch Evil Dead 2. Let's go out somewhere. But uh, Gregory, we have an Evil Dead 2 at home! Oh. Camera pans to Demon's VHS. (laughs) Oh, no, not Evil Dead 2. (laughs) Substitute. (laughs) Great value brand Evil Dead 2 from Italy. (laughs) Fresh, freshly imported Evil Dead 2 folks we've done it we've we've hit peak spooky season cinema with some schlocky nonsense and i'm here for it after two extremely accessible weeks i think it's time we covered something so niche that no one will listen to it yeah we had to we had to import a movie from (laughs) that's funny though by the way we had to import a movie from italy to not watch a sigourney weaver film (laughs) she was in every she was in every American movie we could find. <laughs> Deleted scenes of Pulp Fiction, previously unreleased. We can't They're get out a- there. Release the Weaver cut. Release the Weaver cut. Ooh, would watch absolutely. Well, we're back. It's movies for when, and we're here for part two of our theme of movies for when you're lighting jack o' lanterns. We're kind of getting ourselves in the spooky mood, so kind of continuing sort of in the vein of spooky but not scary with uh, last week's Ghostbusters and by last week Denny was right we do mean yesterday Uh, (laughs) we're here to watch Demons or the Italian Demoni and after watching it you're gonna say I want Demoni back (laughs) not really it's it's fun I've done nothing since our last recording other than watch demons, go to work, and put up my Halloween decorations. So I think I think I am my mind couldn't be fresher <laughs> for this. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I guess I guess before we get into the movie and with that sentence being sentenced, Denny, what else did you watch this week besides you know, I've... Demons? You watched yourself put up Halloween deco. I get it. I did. I did watch myself put it up. Um, I 
I thought about this on the way home because I, I figured this would be a historic first in Movies for Win history, the first time neither of us had anything for what we've been watching, but you took the day off. Uh, I wonder if you if you may have lapped me. I know in the past I have uh, I have watched something just so I could have something for this segment, but time simply did not allow for this week. <laughs> I uh, unfortunately stayed in bed as long as I could and then edited the podcast that went up today. Basically. <laughs> I didn't, Very podcast-heavy day for us. I didn't do a whole lot. I, I, I should have watched something. I think I was trying to cram as many movies into the last few days as possible with my wife out of town, but she's back now. She's, she's behind me there. Um, I, I watched some very heady movies and I wasn't in the mood for really anything. So I played a couple hours of Skyrim to kind of relax a little bit and it was great. I had a great time. Skyrim kicks ass. I think this is like my th my third playthrough of it. I'm just like, this game is so cool. It's like 12 years old at this point. It's crazy. That's really all I did. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like, we got to fill this time with something. There was a homecoming parade near my apartment. We got to take the dog out and make him wave at like the elementary school like floats and little bands that were walking by and they were loving it they threw candy at us and it was <laughs> it was a bunch of parents like don't throw the candy at the dog <laughs> it was really cute um it was a lot of fun that's that's pretty much it like i i that was the only time i left the apartment <laughs> today <laughs> yeah uh you know, Vanessa and I uh, have completely redone our Halloween decorations this year. Uh, we were in a new house, and we decided we wanted new decor. And uh, this is the first year I've really had a yard to make my own. And uh, I feel like I have embraced what I like to call the daddy lifestyle. Even though I don't have a child, I am living like a daddy. Mm. Um, I, like, I like to grill. I like to put up holiday decorations in my yard um i'm i'm currently tentatively planning to buy a pair of new balances and tube socks uh, attaboy attaboy yeah. i i felt like it, it's something i'd seen in movies but never related to before of putting together a really complex lighting rig for a really sweet decoration installment that you're really proud of and how it feels when all those extensions cords and multi-strips and everything you've worked on, when it all clicks and plug it, it works. In. Yeah. Oh my God. It is everything Christmas Vacation leads you to believe it is. I was going like, to ask, yeah. <laughs> it, feels, it feels so awesome to be like, I did this. I am a man. This is my front yard. And boy, does it look festive. Like, it feels so good. I got uh, I got two important questions for you. Uh, one, are you embracing the white suburban, air quotes, daddy persona by staring wistfully out the window while it rains and saying to yourself, we needed this? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do that. Yes. I do that. Yes. <laughs> for real. <laughs> And second question, with all the Halloween decorations out, are you going to be a full-size candy bar house this year? You know what? I always am. I, I, mm. I like, there's, like, nobody trick-or-treats anymore. Not a lot of foot traffic these days. Um, it hasn't been the same since 9-11, but I'll get into that <laughs> later. 
Um, but it really killed I thought you were going to say COVID, but okay, yeah. Well, that didn't help. <laughs> really, I don't want to completely blame 9-11, but it certainly didn't help. Didn't help, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I'm old. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm old, 9-11, trick-or-treating. I always give out, on on Halloween, I always give out full bars because I'm a cool guy. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. I want to promote trick-or-treating. Um, and honestly, like, a fun size, uh, a bag of fun size Halloween candies is like $17 now. And for like 20 to 25, you could get enough full bars to last you the night and have some left over. So oh, yeah. So why not just do full bars? And be better liked in general. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not more expensive than doing minis and by, by any sense yeah. you know it's really not if you know the right place to look you're you're looking at spin like the up what am i trying to say the upcharge depending on the month you're buying the candy is completely outrageous for yeah much less yeah. candy yeah so good on you very economic decision and it's yeah, it's, it's more because i think halloween is awesome and any little rock stars that are still out there knocking on doors for candy I want them to be rewarded. Yeah, and it's like, hey, like, wink, wink, if you kids want to, like, go home, change costumes, and come back, I'll probably have more candy bars for you. I just realized... I'll pretend you're a different kid. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just realized there's been a really sad gap in my life between um, being too old to trick-or-treat and now. But this is how you celebrate Halloween as an enthusiast as an adult you be the cool house on halloween mm-hmm. you be the place the trick-or-treaters wanted to go to i've never been able to do that and i've always been like i get so excited about halloween but like i throw a big party the weekend before and the night of it's just like nothing really happens but now i can be the cool house that's awesome i think that's the decline this is going to get, uh, the, prepare for a discussion on economics denny this is the reason that <laughs> trick-or-treating and halloween celebration in general is in decline because people like you and i are finding it much harder to buy a home and all the yes. uh, old people that refuse to die retire or give people a living wage are occupying those houses and not giving shit out so yes. all the enthusiasm is currently living in apartments with three other people who all can't afford the place so i am in a very old neighborhood and uh I am one of two houses currently decorated for Halloween, so your theory, Mm. at least on an anecdotal level, definitely checks out. The people that are enthusiastic about Halloween and the people with kids are not living in the same place, I guess. There we go. Yeah. That makes Well, You're there, but are there young families there? Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of overlap between the enthusiastic about Halloween crowd and the wanted to have children young crowd. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot. There's not a lot that goes on. That's uh, most of the wanted I would to lump have them children young cl- crowd wasn't allowed to celebrate Halloween growing up. If you catch my drift, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they're not big on it. Uh, completely understood. Yeah, I think that Venn diagram, the circles are like almost completely overlapping each other so we're on the same place oh man yeah sucks we didn't watch anything uh we (laughs) damn we could do a what are you gonna watch and see if it matches up um i i don't know honestly uh i think 
I'm going to have a hard time watching anything because hockey season is starting back up, which means I will be doing my other job very shortly here, and I will be busy with that. But I'll find time to watch stuff. We'll probably uh, pick up a new show or something to watch. I gotta admit, like, I think I was pretty fresh off it last week. Bo is Afraid has been living in my head the last couple days, and I've been giving it a lot of thought, and I think that and, of course, Ghostbusters are like, I kind of feel like raising the score on these bad boys a little bit. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, I do appreciate it more, and I do feel like watching him again, but I don't think I, I don't know if I could sit through Bo's Afraid again anytime in no. the next like year, oh, that, year or so. That's a, that's a one and done. I'm not watching that again. No, you I'll, see that once and it's over. <laughs> I'll go ahead because I am interested in fleshing out some more of my own feelings about it. But if he comes out with a better movie before then, I'll probably watch that on repeat. So we'll see. Um, what are you planning to watch? You got anything coming up? Ooh, um, are we going to finish up the Alien franchise? That I want to do, um, if I'm going to do it, I have to do it by the end of the week because I, I have this thing where in October I only watch spooky movies and Alien is uh, often scary but never spooky. Um, okay. You and, got it. Uh, what? I was going to ask if you had like any planned out spooky movies other than what we're covering on the pod. Um, one I... Uh, I plan to watch. I'm really craving it right now. I do have a spooky season watch list that I'm pulling up right now. Oh, hell yeah. Because <laughs> I yes. do have a, um, So I, uh, I plan to watch Return of the Living Dead sometime this week because I'm just craving it. That's the one we um, did last year, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of my absolute favorites. Um, some, some ones I want to watch this, this spooky season. Uh, the Town That Dreaded Sundown. That's a classic horror that I've never seen. Um, Children of the Corn. Another kind of like, what? You haven't seen this movie for me? Oh, um, really? I haven't seen it. Hmm. Um, a DVD I bought two years ago and forgot to watch last year called mm -hmm. the WNUF Halloween Special. Um, <clears throat> it's basically... Um, it's as It's like... A 90s news broadcast set in 1994 okay. on Halloween night. And the story is told through, like, the media's coverage of the story. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. It looks really sweet. Um, you, you threw out that acronym, and I was like, what wrestling company was this? <laughs> it, no, w -N -U -F very much sounds like a wrestling company. <laughs> I was like... Uh, it's the New Metal Wrestling Federation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, there's a few others I want to see. Slumber Party Massacre 2, The Prowler, Happy Death Day. Oh, yeah. I've seen that one. Time. Oh, you've seen Happy Death Day? Yeah. It's, Is it any good? It's, it's bonkers. I think you'll like it. Okay. It's very goofy. Uh, Terrifier is another one in the mix. Uh... I really want to see the new Exorcist movie that's coming out. Um, it looks kind of good to me. But, as you know, Stinky. with my brain and the insane rules I have for myself, I'll need to, I'll need to see Exorcist 2 and 3 first. Um, okay. There's a big problem with this. I hear that Exorcist 3 is surprisingly good, but Exorcist 2 is boring fucking trash. And I, I just... I can't skip it. I... 
I don't mm. know how to convey this to you, but I simply cannot. I am not capable of it. So do I want to do this rabbit hole, you know? Literally like, can't even. I get you. Yeah. I, I I think it's it should be worth your time. And, you know, while it's still September, maybe put it on sort of in the background, I guess depending on how long it is. You don't want to waste, like, too much of your free time on it. So mm-hmm. I would say put it on the background if you don't have to, like, pay for it or whatever. you got to pay for it. That's that bites extra hard and you need to give it your attention if you're going to pay it or pay for it but yeah it's it's a movie you should you should watch it you know yeah give it a shot give it a give it a real shot let's see if you like it or not and if not um then the third one's going to be good apparently so there's light at the end of the exorcist 2 and null so go go through there now i kind of want to rewatch the exorcist 1 because oh wait that's what i'm hoping that's going to be one of my nominees for our pick for for movies for when it's Halloween night. Ooh, um, okay. The Exorcist is one of my... Uh, I, I figured we'd leave it to a poll, but I'm going yeah, to make I think sure so. The Exorcist is on that poll. Um, that's that's what I'm rooting for, for, for this year's Halloween night pick. Yeah, I'm done with that. Uh, no, that's a good poll. I don't think I'm, like... I haven't really sat down and thought about what other... Halloween movies to watch, I guess. Don't worry, I have. Um, like, I, I, I leave this time of year up to Denny. Thank you. Poltergeist is also going on that poll. Just some 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 heavy hitters worthy of your Halloween night watch that we haven't covered. Sick. I I'm not letting that be a lame week. Sorry. Like it's it's just not it's it's not going to be uh, uh uh what's that fucking dog movie we watched where he wrestles? Uh, Air uh, uh, Russell Madness. Madness. It's yeah. not going to be a Russell Madness. Okay. <laughs> 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 Bangers only, folks. Mm. So no Russell Mandis too. Spooky buddies. There we go. That's going on the list. So Denny. I've watched that on Halloween night before. Oh brother. <laughs> I don't think it's winning the poll. Well, I guess we've uh, vamped enough. In in spite of watching absolutely nothing besides maybe like a little bit of YouTube here and there. <laughs> it's just uh, speaking of YouTube, watch the last two episodes on YouTube. It's a lot of fun. You can see our faces, which, uh, you know. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgive us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about Demony. Demons from 1985. I mentioned this last week. It is on AMC+. Plus. Ew. Ew, stinky, gross. But if you don't feel like subscribing to something that I'm sure only has, like, Better Call Saul on it, which is only already on Netflix anyways. Uh, just rent it on Amazon, I guess. That's what I did, like an adult. I don't, I don't use AMC Plus for my grotesque horror. I mentioned, adult. I mentioned last yesterday. Also, I got burned the last time I tried to do an AMC movie, when I got the t- the the safe for TV cut of uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. I want to say, I think it was seven. I think it was seven. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was a miserable time. But I had fun talking about it. But that was that was a shitty watch. Um, so yeah, Demons was Denny's pick. And before Denny tells us what the movie is about, because I'm sure a lot of you haven't seen it, I will give us the Critiker review of the week. Which I now realize, if you haven't seen the movie, this isn't going to make a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't know why you would listen to this episode if you haven't seen the movie. Go watch the movie. It's awesome. 
and then come back and listen to this. It's less than 90 minutes. Okay, it's yeah, not going to... it's gonna... a quick one. It's a quickie. It's a quickie. Um, I started it at like 9.30 last night and didn't really feel like I stayed up late, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but the credits are worth sitting through. More on that later. So the review of the week, uh, this user gave it an 80 out of 100. And I will read it as it is written here. Lack of punctuation and all. Sitting here in the theater lobby, eyeing the samurai armored riding a dirt bike, brandishing a sword display, Paul Bart 3 is going to rule. The fun pimp that takes his best hose to outings as a treat. I'm the king of inviting girls over and putting on a movie, and it'll be something like demons and baby... I'll find the foot that goes into the dis- this disgusting glass slipper. <laughs> <laughs> and as unhinged a review as was the film. That's why I picked it. <laughs> that was a very off-your-meds review. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Please prescribe this person something. <laughs> Somebody. Yeah, so reading that review like the first time i read through it i was like it made sense to me because i had just watched the movie and then like rereading it now i was like this is bonkers nonsense (laughs) this doesn't make any sense which uh is probably how i'm going to be talking about it denny so demons tell me about it what is it about Hmm. demons is um am i gonna am i gonna give a synopsis i think i'm gonna give a synopsis yeah i guess so um Demons is a movie where a man in a welded-on uh, Phantom of the Opera slash Kano from Mortal Kombat mask. Ooh, um, nice pull. Thank you. Uh, is uh, handing out invitations to um, women on the train. And the invitations are to a movie theater, a very fancy movie theater, um, where inside they're shown a horror movie um, but unfortunately, uh, they all start fucking turning into demons, all because this one hoe put a mask on her face that cut it. Let's well, um, not call her that. I was just quoting the review. Well, it's her occupation. Sex yeah. worker. A sex worker put the mask on her face. There we go. Um, Show some respect. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm not gonna... Who am I to neglect current events on a podcast like this? <laughs> um... Anyway, everybody starts turning into demons, and they're, like, very pus-filled demons. They they pop. They have a lot of boils and blisters and zits. Um, and it's basically a zombie movie where they're locked in a movie theater. Um, eventually, uh, most of our faithful crews turn into demons. But and the two most iconic moments of the movie are Prince Charming hero, White Knight, gets on a motorcycle with a katana and starts just mowing down demons while fast as a shark plays um and uh it's it is as cool as it sounds if not cooler (laughs) then a helicopter falls through the ceiling um and uh then it looks like uh our our first girl we met is gonna escape with uh with our our white knight hero or will they? And I'll just leave it at that because I wouldn't want to ruin one of the mm. best parts of the movie. Um, yeah, there we go. Greg, what's your relationship with uh, the Dario Argento classic Demons? I hadn't heard of it until I think like three or four weeks ago. Like I, I had like mapped out the next like ten episodes, and I was like, 
here's the chunk of weeks that are going to be spooky season. How are we going to do them? And it was basically Denny gets a cup, picks a couple movies. I pick a couple movies. We have Friday the 13th and Halloween kind of in the middle and then at the end of spooky season. And you pitched it to me and we put it on the list. I was like, okay, this is your pick. I've never heard of this. And you described it and I was like, this is going to be a pretty fun uh, boilerplate mid-80s horror flick. And it sounded like a lot of fun. And I hadn't heard of it before. And it's it sounds like it's got a pretty decent following. There were like a lot of reviews to choose from on Critiker. Yeah, this was, of all the horror I've exposed you to, this is about the deepest cut. You know, <laughs> like the, the deepest level we've gone to of, of horror nerddom. So while it is very niche, it definitely has a cult following. Okay. Um, so it, it's I'm a very... rare company. It's very famous in horror communities and nowhere else. Uh, you know, like it's it's uh, in any any horror nerd is going to call this a classic, and any non horror nerd is going to be like, "Fucking what? I thought the classic horror movies were The Exorcist." And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, and I totally I totally get it, and I kind of got that feeling watching it because you were talking about Return of the Living Dead. I think it, that has a similar sort of very similar cold vibes. following. I was yeah. like. I was getting a lot of that same sort of feeling watching it. Like, I think the horror nerds that decorate their houses for Halloween 12 months out of the year absolutely get a huge kick out of this and have the poster on their wall and have, like, have seen it multiple times and have fan theories about all sorts of things. Um, I, I got that feeling here, and it's the kind of vibe that makes these movies so fun to watch. And I was just having fun with it. I thought it was really cool. I kind of felt like I was... I think I mentioned it in the Return of the Living Dead thing. Like, part of this newfound club. I was like, hey, guys, it's cool here. It seems seems like you're my uh, meal ticket into that club. <laughs> I feel like you 100% get the appeal. I, I feel like everything you just said, I'm like, yep, that is a very perfect understanding of this movie and how it makes people feel and why it's popular amongst the people it's popular with. Absolutely. Um, my relationship with it is weird because I realized I've only seen it once, but like mm-hmm. all of these songs are on my Halloween playlist. I drive around listening to the soundtrack. Um, I love this movie, but it was such an eventful night for me. Um, one, because... <laughs> Uh, I was unfortunately at the rehab I worked at in a very tense and escalating situation, the highest ranking official on campus at the time. Um, and I it was not a high ranking official. <laughs> like It was like the end of the week on a Friday and like all the other therapeutic staff was gone. And I was like, they like told me that like it was my decision. And I was like, no, it's not. This is like the clinical director's decision. And they were like, they're not answering their phones. They're not here. Everybody else here is like a nurse's station tech. Uh, you have to make a call. And it was very, very stressful and very, very scary. Um, and then the guy told me I looked like I had money. And I was like, I'm wearing a Hot Topic button down Haunted Mansion <laughs> shirt. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Um, and... Uh, Anyways, so I went to a Fright Night double feature and watched this on VHS, as you do. Mm. Um, So this was my first time seeing it clearly when I rented it Mm. on Amazon Prime. Uh, 
But as I've uh, recently been very open about, uh, in the last year of my life, I've learned that I have bipolar disorder. Um, and I was unmedicated for like all of my life and even mismedicated for parts of it. Um, for those who don't know, bipolar disorder is where you go through mood episodes, either depressive or manic, and they're based on usually encountering stress, excitement, or um, uh, uh, routine changes. And so I got really fucking stressed when I'd been, and I'd been feeling very depressed around this time. And I got really fucking stressed in that work situation. Then I put on demons and I got really fucking excited. <laughs> And mm -hmm. this movie flipped me manic. <laughs> um, and at the time, I thought it just cured my depression. Um, but now, with the benefit of hindsight, we know that this movie gave me a manic episode. Um, and that's why I love all the songs from it so much and feel like I know it so well, even though I've only seen it once. Um, and... Um, for the way I describe what it's like to watch my favorite movies when I'm manic is I'm like, it feels like God is speaking to me when I watch Beetlejuice in a manic episode. Like, mm -hmm. it feels like the Lord, like something about the universe is being revealed to me about these by these movies. And so that's, uh, that's how I remember demons making me feel. Uh, it didn't bring me to such highs this time, but that's also because I uh, am stable. <laughs> I yeah. did enjoy it, though. I think longtime listeners will now have context for why we had such <laughs> manic episodes two years ago. <laughs> if I may. I, I thought about... I thought about giving this podcast to my psychiatrist and being like, there's listen, certain episodes listen to episode you can five tell. and listen yeah. to last week's episode and you tell me how i've changed yeah. like i was like i actually have like extensive record of my mental health over the past two years like you can tell how i was doing and you can listen to how he was doing listen to when you've got a case of the gold blooms now uh, or our earlier spooky season movies Terrible oh, Halloween. That's a good one. Mm. Worst but for Halloween example, ever. you may notice tonight, 9-11 came up organically. Sure. I acknowledged it, and I moved on. That was yeah. not something that used to happen when 9-11 came up on this podcast. And it did come up often. All right, Danny, let's... Organically? Did sure. I mention that I once had sex with Eartha Kitt in an airplane bathroom? <laughs> on 9-11? That's our uh, community reference for the week. You wouldn't believe where the airplane landed. Jesus Christ. Just outside the Pentagon. All right, so, folks, <laughs> we're here to talk about demons eventually. Uh, Denny, uh, I'll let you kind of open things up. Where do you want to start with this movie? Do you want to start with a start? Is it just kind of a vibe discussion you want to have? How are you feeling? Um, I think... Oh, I actually did have a way I wanted to start. Um, yeah. Because I thought it might be an educational moment uh, about something I'm a huge nerd about. Is this Greg, English trivia? No. Oh, um, okay. Are you familiar with the genre giallo? G-I-A-L-L-O. That's the kind of ice cream from Italy, right? Gelato. Yes, um, I am no, familiar. This is, uh, Pistachio, this is, please. Italian for the word yellow. Um, and there's a reason for that. I think it, I seriously think it's because there was a reason that most of the movie posters were yellow in this genre. So they were like known as like the yellow movies. Um, but it's like basically where slashers come from. 
Um, cool. It was slashers before they were slashers. Um, once you watch all the 80s slashers, you want to dig a little deeper into, like... And you find out Halloween wasn't the first one, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, that they were doing this in the 60s and 70s uh, over in Italy. Um, so it's a whole genre more for hardcore horror nerds. And Demons is even... I don't even know if it would officially qualify as a giallo because it's really not a slasher. Yeah, it's pretty late stage, I guess, if you're describing it as, like, 60s and 70s. Yeah. But uh, Dario Argento is a giant of this genre. He's one of the genre's auteurs, so to speak. So we just watched... uh, I I don't know that I'd call him... uh, the Kurosawa of schlock, um, but you know, like he's <laughs> it, certainly at least a Scorsese of schlock. Um, I, I like <laughs> I like everything you just said very much. <laughs> Kurosawa of schlock, tremendous. Well done. So I, I wanted to start with that, and uh, what what does that context mean to you in light of this movie that you just uh, experienced for the first time? Well, I feel like I'm learning a lot. You know, you just you think about the old spaghetti westerns of like the 50s and 60s, and it's kind of interesting that like Italian cinema kind of drove another style of movie uh, here in the states, and this in particular feels like kind of the later stages of someone's career that's like a giant of another genre. It's kind of like when Scorsese, if I may continue the uh, comparison, he started making all kinds of other films after like his Goodfellas, his Casino, and that kind of thing. And he kind of went back to his, his, maybe not gangster, but kind of like a more modern take on like a crime movie when he made The Departed. Mm-hmm. and that kind of thing so it kind of makes me think of that it's just like i'm going to go back to what i know but the cinema landscape has changed so much that it's going to have some sort of influence on what i'm going to make mm-hmm. i am completely guessing on this because i just learned all this just now but that's sort of what it feels like to me yeah. it's and kind of like a natural evolution of somebody that was like a figurehead in this style of movie yeah and I will say what I've said so far is about the extent of my knowledge of this. Of this, I've seen like some other Jello movies and know some other directors, but now you're saying Jello. Jello. I've seen some of the Jello movies. Um, I've seen it's other alive. movies in this genre. I know a little bit more about it, but um, it's like to to someone who is not a horror nerd, I sound like very knowledgeable about this. But to horror nerds, I'm kind of a neophyte over here, so I'm I'm still learning here. So. Oh, I have a lot to learn, so please educate me as much as you can. Are we going to get bullied by others on our own podcast? I don't think so. (laughs) It's a better start than I had, because the the first thought I had watching this movie, I was like, wow, the lead girl, Cheryl, she looks a lot like Nancy Wheeler from Stranger Things. Oh, she does, doesn't she? She really reminded me of her, mostly in the eyes, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was I was kind of surprised. Um, my mind went like on a little bit of a roller coaster watching the movie. I knew it was Italian made. Uh, you had mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I was still expecting like all English, basically. And then the opening credits start rolling, and it's all produzione, and yeah, it's yeah. all uh, fotografio. I don't, I'm going Spanish now. 
and all the credits are in Italian with Italian names. I'm like, okay, this is actually an Italian movie. It's probably dubbed in English here. And then it was spoken in English, set in Italy, but like spoken in ADR in English. I was kind of up and down surprised that it was yeah. actually like acted in English. So the ADR, and I don't know the reason behind it. I'm sure if we looked it up, we could find it. Um, the ADR is a lot to get past in this movie because it's not always done well. And yeah. as I was watching it, and I remembered the issue from last time, at the beginning I was like, oh yeah, they had to do it because they were like, you know, on subways and busy streets and they didn't have the budget to shut those streets down. So obviously the audio was unusable. Mm-hmm. But then when they're on their sets, it's still happening. And I, I, I can't imagine why. I can't imagine why you would ADR a whole movie. Um, I, I don't know. I I know some productions can be a nightmare, and like I know, probably similar happened. But when you watch like Mad Max Fury Road, there are a whole lot of scenes that are like ADR dialogued, and you're just like, it doesn't feel like that should be the case. But you don't really know what was going on in the filming of those scenes. So I That's like kind of hesitate to judge it, but I. I was going to talk about it more when we did like scores and everything, but it is hard for me to get past. I can't really ride my, I can't really grab my katana and ride my dirt bike over that hurdle that is heavily ADR dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, it's one of those things that like I just give it a pass because I love this shit so much, but there's like absolutely <laughs> no reason to give it a pass. You know, like I can't. I can't tell you, like, you should just get over it, because it's, like, kind of bad. Like, it's, like, it's kind of bad. I just... Kind of. It's just something I'm completely willing to ignore for the yeah. greater good of loving demons. I love this movie. The movie, right. Not the... Not the beings. The beings? Uh, no. Scared of them. I saw Skinner would... Rink recently, you know? I'm going through a lot. <laughs> I don't like them anymore. Uh... <laughs> I was pretty enthralled with kind of this whole movie's setup, basically, is we're having the um, the free movie premiere for people, and it's like a theater of people watching a horror movie while, you know, it is itself a horror movie. I found it all pretty delightful how things were kind of evolving. We were kind of like getting little glimpses of all the different like groups of characters we have our main two girls and their two new um men that are into them we have this terrible couple on our miserable anniversary we have uh tony the pimp and his two uh two ladies with him and then we have like the young teenage couple where the girl's afraid of everything sitting in the back and just making out and it, it I think well, that was a good don't way. Don't forget the cokeheads. <laughs> don't forget the. Co- they weren't in the theater. True, uh, but like that, I, I like that theater sequence because it's like none of them are in- interacting with each other, but they're interacting as individual groups, and mm-hmm. we're kind of learning about them before the shit really goes down. Yeah, and then they start like depending on each other. You're like, oh, that's funny. The the terrible the lady with the terrible husband is now de- has more mascara streaked on her face than I think anybody's ever worn. <laughs> and I'm including the 80s. Uh, she's now depending on these teenagers to save her. It's like all these groups are now kind of one. That's uh, 
I don't know. I just really like this that setup to kind of establish the characters and then thrust them into the situation and then kind of mix them together. I thought that was cool. Yeah. No, dude. Like, there's like this is a schlock movie and this is like very much an intentional celebration of B horror. Um, but like, it's 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 got bones. It's got a solid structure to it. You know, like they're they're mm-hmm. telling a story. They're not being lazy. Uh, we we all know what we're here to see. But I, I think uh, I think they you know do the bare minimum to get us invested in these people, and it's fair enough. They're all fairly interesting uh, personalities. You know, um, the the characters feel unique and fleshed out, and it doesn't just feel like a big cast of killables, even though that's totally what they are. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you do kind of get hit mentally with like, okay, what order is this going to go in, wink, wink, mm-hmm. like once things start going south. Uh, one thing that did really confuse me, did you not think that the the girl working at the theater taking the tickets was like in on this whole situation? Like she was kind of partially responsible for getting these people possessed and like in the theater? I don't think I really gave it any thought, to be honest. There were there were so many shots of her like she was, you know, the only people we've met that are affiliated with the theater are the the creepy Terminator mask guy that's handing out the free tickets, and then the theater itself feels supernatural, and the girl taking the tickets is always like looking at people like, oh, somebody touched the mask. It begins. That's what her like her vibe felt like in the beginning. Yeah, There's yeah. shots of her like looking at people and smiling like they don't know what they're in for. And then she's like with them as one of the victims. It was like, <laughs> were you not orchestrating this in any way? <laughs> this is a haunted theater. Walls were like uh supernaturally built outside the doors to block everybody in. Were you not in on this? Do you actually work here? Like, what's happening? Her character was very weird to me. And then she died. Spoilers. I'm hearing hearing everything you're saying, and it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And I can say I have uh, seen it twice and never questioned it. She she doesn't... I don't think she says more than two words after, like, the turn happens, basically. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to, like, look for her in the crowd of people and be like... What are you doing here still? Mm-hmm. Guy, guys, if one of them um, among us, right? Because of the game? Pop culture? Anyways, I thought that was weird. What else you got, Hit Denny? Hit me with another note, please. Um, did you notice that in the movie they are playing, where they're basically doing uh, Evil Dead, Right. Um, the protagonist is even dressed like Ash from Evil Dead <laughs> while not. he's doing an Evil Dead. He's like wearing <laughs> the same clothes. <laughs> I did not notice that. I did fully expect them when they found that book for him to start reading it in Latin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> he's like, hey, this book says not to touch that, so let's not touch that. Which um, I thought, I thought the movie itself was going to be part of the plot of demons i thought you know they're saying like the movie's doing this to us turn off the movie i thought like the movie if we finish the movie they're gonna show how the characters conquered the situation and then that's what we have to do i thought that's what was going to happen and then they just smash the project hulk smash the projectors and (laughs) never watch the movie again so 
Oops. You've put so much more thought into this than me, and I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I'm a pretty smart guy. What can I say? Wink, wink. Uh, but, uh, let's talk. Go ahead. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> I've interrupted you twice now. I was gonna say, uh, I interrupted you before. What were you gonna say before I went on that little tirade? Let's talk about the soundtrack. Because mm-hmm. I think that is, uh, to me, the soundtrack is what ties the whole thing together. I, I, I don't think this movie has the same charm that it has without uh, both the original score and the uh, hair metal it uses. <laughs> yeah, there's like three needle drops in this movie that just like, oh, yeah, this is cinema. Yeah, This is schlock horror. And like you said, uh, "Fast as a Shark." What's that song called? Yeah, it's called. Yeah, "Fast as a Shark." We ride out of the dark. There's like a few so moments where like cool. it is. It's the coolest, man. And it just continues to play over that action. There's a few moments where like the horror really starts happening, and instead of like amping up the score to make it more scary, we hit the fucking hair metal button, and it yep. just it fits every time. Yep. <laughs> I like it. I was trying to figure that out. I was like, why is there such a friendship between horror movies and metal? And then I was like, because in the 80s, they were both considered, like, of the devil by the establishment. Mm -hmm. So, of course they go together. You know? Like, their enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Like, God, heavy metal horror is so fucking tight. It's so fucking badass. I feel like it doesn't happen very much anymore. Like, is no, there a, it doesn't. like modern horror movies that have like metal music in them? Like, I can't really think of anything in particular. Freddy versus Jason has a new metal soundtrack, <laughs> and uh, that I, is, I will uh, count that. I will count that. Really, you'd count yeah. a two thousand three movie as a modern movie? <laughs> I no, well, maybe not as a modern movie, but as a more recent example of the edgy music at the time yeah (laughs) this is a current events podcast ladies and gentlemen current events only uh current events only so more on corn here Uh, (laughs) i uh i i feel like well i don't watch a lot of modern horror because it's it's not as good um but um the vibes are off the vibes are off i don't want to see the conjuring and i know that I know that my brand probably likes The Conjuring, but guess what? The the real guy doesn't. Um, I watched the first one, and then I didn't want to see the next nine. Yeah. So. I've only seen trailers. Nothing that made me feel like I should see more. It's like, oh, it's it's the same movie, except this time it's 50 years in the past, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what's going on. I don't really care. And those are getting sequeled. <laughs> the prequels are getting sequeled. <laughs> It's all nonsense. I I think, like, this kind of movie... Like, metal doesn't work for what horror is now. Because, like, like Friday the 13th Part 6, which I'm hoping we may be covering for our Friday the 13th episode, depending on the vote. um, Alice Cooper wrote original tracks for that movie. You're going to hear Alice Cooper sing about Jason Voorhees. You know, like, it's it's so badass. And that fits so well for a movie... like. Heavy metal is so good for, like, a guy with a machete that just mows people down or a guy on a motorcycle with a katana that's just 
rolling over rows of movie theater seats over and over again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go well with something like Midsummer, <laughs> you know, like yeah. or Hereditary, and those are movies that scare us now. We're not scared of a movie like Friday the Thirteenth anymore. Um, yeah, and so I, I think when I think of a good modern horror, I think metal would be really fucking out of place in it. But I'm sure it's in like whatever new Texas Chainsaw movie Netflix just released, so they wouldn't lose the IP. Oh you know, no, like, they replace metal with marvel quipping but yeah i i don't think like blood incantation would have worked for talk to me for example (laughs) like i I didn't hear gojira in the newest um ari aster film so that's too bad maybe next time ari aster here's a free idea sure you're listening pal um i want to offer a little bit of um, not symmetry, poetry something that rhymes we discussed it with Aliens Aliens being the sweatiest movie not starring Jean-Claude Van Damme (laughs) this is the sweatiest movie I've seen since Aliens (laughs) I'm sure that uh, the set they were shooting on was just hot (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the budget did not cover the air conditioning Denny sad to say there's a lot of bodily fluid in this movie. I'll say that. Like, it's a very moist movie. Dude, there was something about, like, the first demon reveal with, like, the green ooze coming out of the mouth. Mm-hmm. Something about that stuff just looked delicious. <laughs> it looks like Trix yogurt. <laughs> it looks like a yogurt or some kind of candy. Like, that's like the inside of a gusher in yeah. my mind. Like, I bet it's amazing. Yeah, the the blue that they would bleed sometimes also looked tasty. Mm. Not not creepy. They made it a, a like a fun dip green and blue. You know? fun like, dip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't quite look like fabric softener. It looks a little more edible than that. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you had but, mentioned last week, aka yesterday, I think you were talking about this movie. Was it this movie where you were saying, like, there was a budget, but it all went to one place? Was that this movie? Yeah, it was this. Where did it go, Danny? Where did all the budget for this movie go? When they fucking threw a real helicopter through the ceiling of a movie theater. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that great? It caught me so off guard because I didn't think it was the kind of movie that could afford that sort of thing (laughs) based on the rest of it. Somebody's uncle had a decommissioned helicopter because it didn't... (laughs) it didn't work. It it looked like it showed up to set broken. Yeah. And... (laughs) Oh, we got to, like... I was expecting the junkies in the stolen car to like crash the car through the wall and like create a sort of escape i was not and then like they kind of got themselves involved and that kind of went out the window i was not expecting another vehicle to come from the sky to cause an escape route through the ceiling very funny that was such a great way to write your heroes out of a jam (laughs) (laughs) and then a helicopter blows a hole in the ceiling and they can just go up deus ex chopperna i appreciate it (laughs) it's been a while it's It's been been a while while. since we've done that gimmick that's a throwback 
boy howdy oh, i've been meaning to do it ever since i i can't believe there was also like a it seems like he was looking for it but a grapple hook launcher in the back of what looks like a commercial like or like civilian i'm sorry <laughs> helicopter it's just like privately owned well, they must have their grapple hook launcher back here in their grapple hook launcher bag it's standard issue i don't know how italy does you know aviation laws but maybe those are required to be in any uh any helicopter well you sure know, became in handy you can't you should always like you hope you never have to use it but you should be prepared for an evil dead 2 situation at all times, in all helicopters. Like, do you think Evil Dead 2 would have been a long movie if they had well-stocked helicopters? I don't think it would have been a very long movie. Very short movie. Very short movie. Not as good. Uh, but they picked their timing right this time, I gotta say. <sighs> Denny, what else are you feeling? Hit me with, uh, hit me with something else. So, um, this is something I've neither been able to confirm nor disprove. Um, so I don't want to say it's the earliest ever, but this is the earliest example I am aware of that I have been able to identify of a credits fake out in cinema history. Ooh, interesting. I don't know that they did it first. I'm saying if someone it's the did first it sooner, one. it's not really responsive to the Google algorithm. <laughs> so they should pay four dollars to boost their post about it <laughs> there you go brother yeah i was um you know you've seen we've watched plenty of horror movies together and separately you, you kind of expect a little bit of a um there is kind of a twist and i guess we'll go ahead and spoil the end of the movie now where our heroes escape and it's an it's a horror movie ending trope that i love which is out of the frying pan and into the fire mm -hmm. they finally escape the theater and you're like okay they've arrived at safety and then the world is screwed up the world is covered in demons because the uh the blind guy that i want to get into in a minute escaped and basically infected the world <laughs> and we already had one fake out where safety isn't what we thought it was and then we get the end credits fake out of Cheryl is actually was actually like scratched at some point. They, so they start rolling credits like the After, yeah, they're like we're into the credits like okay, time to show what's coming up next on Amazon Prime Video. Not so fast. Yeah, then they stop them and there's a whole other scene where she transforms into a demon and gets yeeted off the, the jeep. <laughs> it's quickly resolved by like a 12-year-old with a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that scene. It's, it's so badass. It's so I, badass. I'm not surprised by it now, but I guess I am surprised that it happened in a movie this old. Because, yeah. like you said, I can't think of anything else before this that has done the same thing. But I haven't looked very hard. I I gotta think someone did. What year is this? 85? 85, yeah. I gotta think someone did it before them, but I can't can't identify it. I can't find an earlier one. Yeah, I think it's like, maybe it's this guy's way of, you know, the final girl trope is starting to emerge, and we have a final girl, 
Just kidding. No, we don't. <laughs> she, poor Cheryl has been denied final girl status in the middle of the credits. Very sad. Yep. So we, we talked a lot about the metal of the soundtrack, but I wanted to circle back and talk about its, uh, its sister and duality, the synth portion of the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's so goofy. It's so vibey. It's so... It sounds like a sound a Halloween decoration would make. (laughs) (laughs) They played that song. It's wild. It's something you walk past in Spirit Halloween, like, makes this soundtrack, basically. It's so cool, though. It's amazing. I listen to it all the time. Like, it's a mainstay in in my October listening. It feels like there's a lot of random percussive soundbite hits as it goes on. Yes. We've got our main beat, like, do 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 and then, like, the synth is going, and then every once in a while we'll get, like, another like, just kind of laid over everything else. You're like, this instrument wasn't part of the original score. I'm just doing it while you talk. Funky bass lines. And there's, like, a little cowbell sound. Maybe, like, a whistle. Maybe if we listen to the entire cut of the song? I don't know. All kinds of stuff. All sorts of whimsy. It's a very trick-or-treaty movie, I guess. I don't know. This is the best movie for this theme, specifically. Yes. Yeah, when you're lighting jack-o'-lanterns, this is a great thing to put on in the background at your jack-o'-lantern lighting party. Yeah, it's like It's not Halloween yet, but it is like the weekend before, or maybe like October 18th somewhere around there like we're getting close to halloween it's time to put out the pumpkins and we're carving them up and we're putting this movie on fall has hit and i think i mentioned in our episode description for last week um we're getting into spooky season and just ignoring the fact that it was over 100 degrees while we were recording yesterday (laughs) (laughs) so we're not carving the jack-o'-lanterns yet but when we do this movie will be on hell yeah i was just thinking like i need to text my annual jack-o'-lantern carving buddies and be like hey as soon as it cools off enough to do this with dignity and not have the pumpkins rot (laughs) we're doing this right i mean if this gets watched again and um we'll post it on social media but uh i don't know if you're going to save this for like a what we've been watching but you you and i hung out uh of course because we recorded yesterday's episode mm-hmm. we went to a movie store and you bought the vhs <clears throat> of the sequel to this movie yes i did yes yes <laughs> i forgot to mention that in my what i plan to watch hell yeah dude uh i imagine that's what's going to go on while you're cutting the jack-o'-lantern it's like guaranteed Ooh. now that's a pitch but I wasn't gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna carve jack lanterns on the carpet. The VCRs in a carpeted room. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I imagine like a card table or something's gonna go up, and it'll just kind of be on while it's there. So, it, I think I'm gonna pay attention to demons too. I'm gonna ask everyone to leave, and I'm gonna watch it alone, mm, <laughs> so yeah, I after, can have the full experience. After this one, I totally understand. Have you seen the second one? Before? I have. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I don't remember it as well. Was it I've the same both. manic segment of your life? Uh, it might have been the same night. And okay. Um, <laughs> Bipolar, I, I, folks. Yep, yep. Um, 
Um, I know that uh, the the pimp from this movie is back in Demons Two as a different character. Um, oh, he, Tony he has, uh, hey. he has a big big following. He's like the favorite character of these movies. Every yeah, it's like Tar Man in Return of the Living Dead, which I keep comparing this movie to. It's just like. There's just, like, so many fan favorites that either get their own kind of fan-made nickname or they just, like, become a favorite that wasn't supposed to be the favorite. Mm-hmm. I love shit like that, man. Yep. Oh. I I think I love this movie so much because it's a vibe, you know? Like, it's a horror vibe. It's so colorful, and it's got synth and metal, and then you have, like that scene where all the demons are coming up the stairs and the lighting is blue and their, their eyes, eyes are, are yellow. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. It's so cool, man. And then you've got those driving shots of an eighties neon cityscape. Like I could watch that shit mm-hmm. forever. Like just a little time capsule of what it was like to drive around a city in the eighties at night. Like, dude, this movie is such a like snorting Coke from a Coke can. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> cutting titties with razor blades what a vibe that, ah that that part made me super uncomfortable i didn't like that because that actress in the face looked like she was either 30 or 12 it was Ooh. very strange didn't like it at all she looked like a kid strange. with like a very done up hairdo the most 80s hairdo of the film i gotta say <laughs> but yeah that part was like super creepy i felt like and those were the worst performances, for sure. The cokeheads were an interesting pivot. <laughs> <in the movie. laughs> More people to get killed because they were running out. <laughs> oh, we gotta like open the door for the blind man zombie to escape, which was a another funny character. I yeah. thought. Yeah. Who Iconic. was who was Liz to him? It made it sound like it was the daughter but i thought it was like a girlfriend that was like cheating on him with whatever bald man walked into the theater that night i don't understand their relationship greg i think for me this movie is more of a sensory experience am i overthinking yeah you're over like focus more on the fast as a shark stuff okay yeah i'll I'll start doing (laughs) that i'm sorry my main issue with them is like liz's lover they like sneak off to a little back room outside the theater and they're like they're like the third kill of the movie and it's because the uh subject zero demon basically like she comes up behind them like with a rope while they're kissing and like smushes their heads together closer and that's a kill it's the least believable kill i've ever seen in a horror movie (laughs) But it was ah. it was objectively funny when Liz's boyfriend was like pssst, was like strung like his body was like on the noose and like thrown in front of the main characters for like a little <laughs> ah, jump scare. That was very funny. God, what a movie! What a picture! I don't know what if I picture. give it. I don't know if I want to give it full what a picture status, but. For, for me, what it definitely uni- achieves that, but that's that's me. That's what a me. unique picture. Hey, I'll give you that. I'm not going to say it's not fun. It's a Damn. blast. Well, I've said what I pretty much have to say. Do you got anything else, my Greg? Um, 
I would like to see this in a theater to kind of oh, complete that <laughs> slap that, that level of like meta layered uh, enjoyability. I think would be very interesting. Yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, it would be a lot of fun. I I, I think my <laughs> um, I think one of my favorite scenes I couldn't really fit in fit it into a gimmick is when uh, Surviving Boy and his friend, friend is starting to turn into a demon. And he's like, <laughs> do me one last favor. Kill me with that. He's like pointing at the samurai sword, which is where he gets it. And it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, tell, it's, it's like, tell my mother I love her kind of scene. But it's like, <laughs> If you kill me with that, it's going to be so fucking cool. <laughs> it's very Please, conflicting tones. I always wanted to die an anime death. <laughs> Do it in such a way that I'm standing still, but then the top half of my body slides off of the bottom half. <laughs> while neither of us look at each other and you go... <gasps> that scene had real... Um, that scene from Community where Rich becomes a zombie. It really felt like that. You gotta kill me with that katana because I forgot to mention one of the side effects. Slurred speech. <laughs> I thought I was special. Oh my god. I only let myself watch the Community Halloween episodes once a year. Sometimes twice, but if only if it's both in October. Those those would be good for doing the jack lanterns. I feel like that one specifically would be like the perfect. I don't know about palate cleanser, but like accompaniment to yeah. this one or the sequel because I assume the sequel's the same tone. I guess. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, that would kick ass. I think those are those are my last callouts. Um, other than the demons, like <laughs> when they're like doing the uh the motorbike scene there's demons like springboarding out of the seat barricades <laughs> it's very fun <laughs> all right denny uh shall we get into gimmicks let's do it all right denny um what's our gimmick of the week this week hit me with a handful of pumpkin guts because if you're lighting jack-o'-lanterns you gotta be scraping out the uh, pumpkin guts. Uh, what is the grossest scare of the movie? Um, Greg, what say you? What's your handful of pumpkin guts moment? My handful of pumpkin guts moment, it was the actually the part that reminded me the most of Evil Dead or Evil Dead 2, I guess, is when the, <laughs> the bad husband giving a terrible anniversary date he is demonified and thrown from the upper deck and falls on top of girlfriend that's scared of any everything, Hannah, and he's just throwing up all over her, and she's screaming and freaking out, and he's just like, <laughs> there's like some sort of pump is in his neck, and stuff is just coming out of his head and going all over her and making a huge mess. Disgusting, very funny, reminded me of Evil Dead quite a bit, and that's a good thing in this case. My what about man. you? Um, I'm going to go with the wombo combo of during one of the transformations. We saw fingernail splitting into talons. Uh, yeah. Back to back 
with human teeth uh, falling out and being replaced by fangs. That and was I cool as hell. To fucking puke. It was so gross. I don't do fingernail stuff, Greg. I don't do this. <laughs> Two things we don't do: Star Wars movies and gross fingernail, fingernail stuff. Oh. Yet we've done a lot of fingernail stuff on this podcast. Horror <laughs> staple that I hate should be against the law that's like you're like dog dying in the movie it's like did they do hmm. fingernail stuff for me i dock a point for each digit with a split split fingernail yeah <laughs> i like that this one lost a lot i guess in your eyes yes um, it was a 50 before the fingernails <laughs> this was a perfect score uh man so denny what was your favorite line for demony well, we've already touched on it a little bit. Uh, it is, um, do me a favor, a last favor, as a friend, kill me with this, grabs Katana. Uh, but I'll also give a runner-up to the sleep of reason gives birth to monsters. Uh, because I Ooh. thought it was some badass shit to say in a horror movie. Um, <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite line? I thought I would have more runners-up, but I really only had one. <laughs> it was when they enter the projector room they're like wait a minute these are programmed nobody was even in here and they still are determined to stop the movie and tony just starts screaming smash everything smash everything smash everything (laughs) smacks everything with a chair and they all just go buck wild on a bunch of 80s electronics it's so cool it had a real uh it felt like an i think you should leave sketch with the way he was delivering that smash everything. It was Beautiful. very funny. Beautiful. Alright, Denny. Lastly, but not leastly, of course. What did you give this one on the old Critiker score? I gave it a 38 out of 50. Bumped up from a 37. Because uh, it is historic in its pioneering of, uh, of credits fakeouts. Um, <laughs> gets a bonus point for that. Um, very nice. Yeah, it's it's one of those that I'm like... It's one of my personal favorite movies. Um, it's, it's I'm probably being a little generous with my scoring, giving it a 38. Yeah, um, you know, we had a lot of fun talking about it too, and that I love that this helps. movie. I love this movie, and I stand by my rating: 38 out of 50. What say you, Greg? Stay strong, brother. Um, I kind of went back and forth. Quality of movie does matter a lot, but so does enjoyment of movie. So I thought it was. It had a lot of low-quality stuff, the ADR specifically. There were some times where, like, a character's voice was ADR'd, but I could tell that the girl next to him was screaming, and I didn't hear a peep out of her. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's just some kind of jarring stuff, and I would like to watch it again, but I don't think I can, like, give it a passing grade as, like, a movie. So I gave it a 22 out of 40. Just shy of a passing grade, but I think it's very watchable, very entertaining. I would like to see it again at some point, and I would like to see the sequel. Hey, I've given very low scores to plenty of movies that I love. You know, like you can you can love something and recognize where where it objectively ranks amongst other movies. <laughs> I, I rated it higher than all of the um, the movies from the animals playing sports. So, and then like one point below short circuit. So I feel like it's 
I'm right here. Where's Country Bears? Where is Country Bears? Let me see. Uh, that was that was pretty early on. I got to scroll up here. I gave that one a twenty-five. Country Bears. I gave three points more than Demons. I guess I got to revisit the movie. Watch it again. Just when I was starting to respect you, Greg. Oh, you shouldn't do that. You think Country Bears is better than Demons? I mean, based on score, I don't know. know. Probably. You are wrong about that opinion. This is not over. That's not a true opinion. This is not over. Demons. (laughs) 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 I'm just saying how many... um, how many rides in Disney are based on demons? What's that? Zero? They're not very family friendly. I rest my case. <laughs> Even Waterworld has a uh, stunt show. How many generic 80s gang members doing cocaine scenes does Country Bears have? Too few, honestly. I yeah. gotta say. <laughs> I mean, it didn't really capture the lifestyle of the Country Bear band, I will say. I, I I gotta say, like, maybe there is a ride of this movie in Italy, an Italian theme park somewhere. I don't know. I I haven't been. I didn't see it in Epcot, so you know. Yeah. The Italy AKA Pavilion Italy. Is very uh, one of the major oversights is the Argento section of the Italy Pavilion. <laughs> the Argento section. Hell yeah! Very nice. All right, Denny. I think we've done it. We've demonified, and. I can't think of anything that rhymes with that. So, Denny, what are we doing next week, brother? I don't know. What are we doing oh, next I, week, Greg? <laughs> I need to answer this. <laughs> You've done a movie. I've done a movie. We have next week to start October. And the week after that, we'll be doing Friday the 13th. But between now and then, we do have my second pick of this theme. And I chose... A lot more scary than spooky fun. I chose Phil Tippett's Mad God. Yes. It's going to be a blast. Um, yes. Similar streaming situation, folks. I think it is an Amazon. It is an Amazon rental. It is on AMC+. Plus. I recommend not watching a TV-friendly version of what looks like a really spooky stop-motion motion picture. That looks hellish and dark and scary and evil. Cool as hell is what I mean. Hopefully there's some ED-209s that he <laughs> snuck in there uh, as a little Easter egg. That'd be nice. I haven't seen this movie. I'm really excited to uh, to watch it. Hell yeah, man. I am too. Uh, ever since you've been d- describing it to me, we've been planning to watch it for I don't know how long. Um, but it's always sounded really cool, so I'm pumped for that. It's been a long time because I think I first mentioned it to you when I bought the Steelbook Blu-ray. And then promised we do it on the podcast at some point and then we never <laughs> did <laughs> so i never watched it well now now that that promise has come true i'll brush the dust it off the podcast it. at some point we are doing it on the podcast at some point a week from now see you then can't wait to see it denny oh man i'm not sure how to transition out of this one man but uh i see a little scratch on your neck and just pulsating and ready to burst. I think there's a blue oozing catchphrase ready to just burst and disgust the audience. Q.
cue the terrible ADR that doesn't match up to my lips. For Greg Work, the Legwork Johnson, I'm Denny the Talent Taylor, and this has been Spookies for Win. We already scared you win. But you know what we didn't scare you? What's my cage again? Just like him, the way he-